You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning, America, and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you with us and want to remind you that, uh, want to make a couple of reminders as a matter of fact. Anyway, uh, I want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, tomorrow we set our clocks back one more time, which, uh, Jim Weber and I were just talking about that, that it's, uh, really stupid in that why don't we just split the difference and leave them alone or uh i don't care what we do but i'm tired of <laughs> changing them with yeah it's just stupid well i remember when one state didn't even go on daylight savings time and i think it was indiana right. if i'm correct yeah anyway we're trying to get ray maxfield on who is the president of the Vintage Motor Car Club of America, and I'm one of these guys that goes way back, and they were the Veteran Motor Car Club of America when I knew about them. So um, we'll wait and see what happens with Ray. In the meantime, our distinguished colleague, Mr. Ronaldo, is on a tour. I believe it's a Social Security tour, if I remember correctly. What's he trying to get more money? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> no, I think it's for cars. Oh. Up until Social Security. So he uh he and Brenda are off on that tour and I'm not sure what they're driving. More than likely it's probably the Maxwell. The um other thing that's of course going on around here is we're trying to recover from the backlash of Hurricane Zeta, so things are always challenging to go to work when the roads are closed. But we're all healthy, and right. it's it's all good. So, for you. okay, we're going to have Ray Maxfield. And of all worked, and the creeks didn't rise, we got Ray on the phone, all right? right. <laughs> good morning, Ray. It's Jim Weber. Uh, uh, you're in Michigan, right? Oh, Colorado. Oh, oh good I'm heavens. sorry, Ray. It, yeah. it is quite early out yeah, there. Yeah, well, then. thank you for getting up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, how's the weather out there? Yes, yes. And did did it extinguish the fire? Wow. Yeah. Well, God bless him. God Ray, bless I am him. so sorry. You did tell me that you, we talked about Divide Colorado. And at my age, if, if it's not on a, um, on a sheet of paper and or... On a uh, plexiglass uh, <laughs> or a whiteboard, yeah, or a whiteboard. Uh, and uh, I, I guess uh, I'm I'm making Biden look uh, good. Oh dear. Anyway, dear. <laughs> well, 
I I think we're pretty close, Ray. Yeah. Because I remember your club as being the Veteran Motor Car Club of America. And the first encounter I had is our family went down to Hannibal, Missouri to do kind of a Mark Twain, what would you call it, educational trip. And we pulled into the hotel, and the Veteran Motor Car Club had one of their tours. And there was, there was a gorgeous DuPont Speedster out of St. Louis that was just, I mean, it, it, it was beautiful. And uh, those folks were on the tour. And this was, I'm going to guess, late 50s, early 60s, because I think I was just entering high school then. So, but nice people. And I also have a friend who's gone now that was a longtime member in Louisville, Kentucky, John Caperton. And uh, he was very active at one time in your club. So please tell us about the club. That's because uh, a lot of people don't know. And then there you've got a guy like me that thought it was still the Veteran Motor Car Club. So I'm going to kind of toss it the ball to you and uh, have you tell us about it, please. Are you there? Ray. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Did did you hear yes. me? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. So in 1938, a group of, uh, honestly, a group of men in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, formed the Veteran Motor Car Club of America. Uh, and it's been going strong. So we have an 82-year history of successfully planning and and uh, pulling off uh, tours all around the country. Uh, but as you pointed out, Veteran Motor Car Club, and you thought it, were, it might still be called that. In, in 2016, there have been many, many years of talk about confusion between Veteran Motor Car Club and the need to be a veteran, a military veteran, in order to belong to the club, and that certainly wasn't the case. So in uh, 2016, 2017, there's a very heavy campaign in our uh, membership to change the name to Vintage Motor Car Club, and uh, that's basically when that happened. So we're known as the Vintage Motor Car Club. Our purpose is to promote touring. Some people are get confused about what touring really means, but uh, touring and the enjoyment of our vintage vehicles through the acquisition, preservation, exhibition of all vintage and historical significant vehicles and associated materials. That's kind of in a nutshell what we are. Um, we do plan and uh, try to try to pull off uh, about a half a dozen tours all across the country each year. 2020 certainly that didn't happen. They were planned, but it just didn't happen. So, well, when when uh, when you're doing a tour, Ray, is it strictly uh, my car and I bring it to a spot and we? we do a tour from there or i just had the thought i don't own a vintage car i can't afford it but um, if i wanted to go on a tour could i still go on a tour absolutely sure Uh, and you're right basically most of our tours are hosted uh, by one of our chapters or regions 
Uh, there will be a host city, and our tourists would go out every day for five days, usually in different directions, uh, to enjoy different venues, could be museums, could be completely unrelated automobile uh, events and things of that nature. And lunch, don't forget, we have lunch. Uh, but you don't have to have a, an automobile to go. We do everything we can to accommodate um, anyone that wants to ride along. In fact, we have some we have some tourists this next year that I already know uh, because of different kinds of travel situations. We'll be asking for um, opportunities to ride along, and they can ride along with uh, up to maybe ten or so different cars during a five day event. Well, that's fun. That makes, that makes it a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, period. When do you shut off? It being a vintage car, are you 25 years also, or are you 30 years, or how, how do you determine the... It, it is 25 years. Okay. So I can't do the math, but somewhere in the, in the mid-90s, 93, yeah. 94, something like that. 95? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So do you, do you have any brass cars that ever show up for the tours? Well, we do, and... Uh, uh, be, because we share hosting every other year with the AACA, with the uh, Revival AAA Clinton Tour, we see more brass cars that attend that particular event uh, versus others. But we also have a tour, the one and two cylinder car tour, and um, so we see brass cars that show up there. Brass cars are always welcome, and they're so interesting when they show up because they're because they're a little bit rare we don't see them that often but certainly the Clinton tour brings them when a two-cylinder uh, tour brings them um, and occasionally the heritage tour we'll see them on a heritage tour as well but yeah we we enjoy seeing the brass cars right Ray have, I gotta ask the question have you always been in love with cars and how did you get involved initially I know you you said you were involved with the veterans but um, you know, has, has this always sort of been a dream of yours and 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 doing the tours? You know, I'm going to answer that. This will be a long answer. Uh, like you, I didn't think I could afford cars. So, um, and when you're raising a family, it's, it, it is a little bit more difficult. But um, the Loveland chapter then, and now it's called the Northern Colorado chapter of the MCCA, were, was organized in 1978. And that's when I joined. So I've been a member for 42 years. I really couldn't afford cars. Uh, my uh, my family didn't really have cars, although I found out later in life, my parents were divorced when I was pretty young. I found out later how much my father was involved in cars and loved cars and had cars and things of that nature. Uh, so that, you know, that uh, although it didn't influence me at the time, it influenced me later. Uh, when I met him and, and uh, really got to know him well, uh, but my older brother was always interested in cars, so he had cars around the house all the time. We would tinker with them, and uh, I think in 1978, when the when the chapter started in Loveland, my brother and I purchased the 1948 Ford Deluxe Coupe together as partners. He had fifty dollars. I had five hundred dollars. 
Okay. <laughs> it was a little lopsided, but uh, I still own the car. I bought him out. I think it cost me $100 to buy him out. Uh, but I still have the car, and we drive it. Uh, not as much as we'd like to, but I still have the car. Oh, that's great. What a story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to remind everybody, assuming it's still okay with you, Ray, this is going to be part one of a two-part series of shows. We'll we'll wake we'll wake Ray up again next week, and uh, Steve Ronaldo will be here, and he wanted specifically to talk to Ray. So uh, Ray agreed to next. Is that still uh, good for you, Ray? Sure, it's good for me. I just I'm hoping we have enough material to cover. But as long as you keep asking questions, I'll well, do my best to answer them. Let me tell you something. You'll have enough material to cover when Steve Ronaldo's on. <laughs> he is he is a past AACA national director, and uh, he's also, I think, one of the top uh, judges based on the number of AACA meets that he has judged in his life and then also picking their national award winners. So... Yes, you and Steve will have a lot to talk about, and he had a 48 Ford Cabriolet at one time, and I think it got the best of him, so he sold it. So, but, uh, yeah, oh, he's, he's got a, he's got quite a collection. I think he's got eight or nine cars. As he says, it's too many, but, uh, oh, no. Oh, I I could tell you, he, uh, I remember one time he, he bought a Packard convertible sight unseen and, uh, it arrived while he was out on working and his wife, uh, called him and said, um, I think you better see this car. And he got home and two or three days later it was gone. So, <laughs> and he's done some other things. He pulled an old 911 Porsche out of a swamp down in uh, South Georgia and had it towed up to my house. And my wife didn't want me to put it in the garage because she was worried about some critter calling out of it. But uh, that left the next morning. I put that on a flatbed and sold it to somebody. So he's got lots of stories. And uh, he, it's very eclectic. He's got an 09 Maxwell, and it goes all the way up to, uh, well, he sold the Avanti. So I think probably the newest thing he's got is his MGB. No, the T-Bird, T-Bird probably. Isn't it? Or the T-Bird's 56, and the MGB's 65. Yeah, oh, thank okay. you for reminding But that's the T-Bird's Brenda's car. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he fits right in your club, Ray. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you'll you'll enjoy him, and I've known him for twenty five years. So. In fact, I, I think uh, Steve mentioned. I think he's met you or knows you or something. But he specifically was wanted to uh, be involved with an interview with you. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, you joined the sure. club. You've been a member forty eight years, correct? Forty two years. Forty two years, and. You came along long after I was familiar with the club. And has the club evolved over time? Have you grown? Have you seen growth? Or Sure. Good. Sure. You know, I think any time that you start a discussion with a, an organization that depends on membership, 
particularly right now and during the, maybe the last 10 years or so, what you'll find is memberships are, are generally speaking, would be declining. Uh, two years ago when I became the president of the MCCA, one of the one of my objectives and goals was to really understand the you know, why this was happening, how we could become a sustaining um, membership club, how we could uh, kind of stem off some of the attrition that was going on. And what you know, what you really find out is that for organizations like ours, we're aging out. Yes, if you will. Yeah, yeah. we're graying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just well, yeah. So we 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 have an attrition rate. We do, we are growing, but we are getting new members, not at the rate we would like to. Um, and we're still we're in the maybe two percent uh, growth per year. Um, last year we gained fifty two new members over what we had in two thousand in two thousand and eighteen. In other words, two thousand and nineteen. We gained 52 members over what we had in 2018. Uh, but I was looking at some older uh, Ballhorns, which is our award-winning national magazine. Uh, so in, 20, in uh, 2000, during the same period of time, we gained 258 members. Um, so in a 20-year period of time, it's... I think, again, most organizations that depend on membership, uh, if they're sustaining, they're, they're doing a very good job. If they're growing, it's fantastic. But odds are that they're declining somewhat. What do I get as a, if I join? Well, besides a whole group of friends. <laughs> um, you know... And that's a really good question. And and our chapter president here asked me to at our Christmas uh, get together to you know, give a little this, uh, little talk about what are, what are the benefits of belonging to BMCCA. So the dues are forty dollars a year. Um, we don't think that's going to go up in the next couple of years, but it might. Yeah, you do get the Bob Horn, which is the magazine, six times a year. Um, and we know that we have members who retain their membership just to get the magazine. Uh, you also got the Touring Chronicle, which is an email newsletter that goes out to all of our members and interested parties once a month, and I edit that. So if you're interested, give me your contact information before we're all done. I can make sure you get that. Uh, we do have a newly designed website uh, that's also used we want it to be a useful as a recruiting tool and uh, increase our advertising, which is which could help us with the uh, revenue stream. We do have um, a fantastic tour schedule every year. Again, 2020, it didn't work out for us. But usually there would be five to six tours all over the country at a na- national level that you could attend to. Uh, plus regional tours and and uh, local tours. Uh, there are specific tours for specific vehicles. Uh, we've already mentioned the one- to two-cylinder tour, uh, convertible tour, uh, heritage tour around a specific type of uh, environment. Uh, it started out being a presidential tour, but 
that had kind of ran out of that. But um, and then um, I think working on a, on something that is that is really important. Um, well, let me go back and say we did mention the Glidden tour. That's really the biggest and most popular tour that we have. Uh, we're working on a, an initiative called the Road Ahead Initiative, uh, and the purpose of that is to really understand the cultural changes and the societal changes that have happened over this 20-year span, particularly over the last five-year span, uh, to learn, uh, you know, what will it take to engage younger members? Those are kind of the benefits, but I think the outcome I mentioned right away, the outcome of all of that is that you do tour with uh, with your with your friends. Let me, uh, let me ask, when... Um Steve joined me right after I started the station. I got Steve involved, and uh, our goal has always been, or our mission, I guess I should say, with the Classic Car Show is to try to get our young folks involved in classic cars. Uh, Jim and I are both, and Steve, we're both antiques, so... uh, in fact, we're beyond antiques, I believe. But anyway, uh, we're still interested in getting kids involved. And we, you know, I had mistakenly thought, well, history books would have to help this and explain who Henry Ford was and yada, da, da. And we find that uh, none of that's happening. And, you know, the hobby and the business is going to dry up if we don't get young folks involved. So what are you all doing as far as a, a young folks program? Well, in the past, we've, like like you possibly, and like many, when we talked about it, I mean, that's the honest truth. So, you know, we, we talked about it. We talked about it every year. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? And then there have been some people who, have, who took the initiative to do a few things. So we have uh, one chapter uh, right now that is, uh, they're involved in teaching classes at a community college in their area that has an automotive program. Um, so, I mean, you think about carburetors. So they teach classes at carburetors, uh, different fuel type of uh, uh, applications, uh, how to adjust brakes, uh, things like that, but the uh, te- uh, automotive tech net technology school may or may not uh, introduce. Um, so uh, you know that's kind of a, a program. But here's what we always say, and you know this: anytime you stop, anytime you have a car out or your garage door open, someone will stop and want to have a discussion with you. Um, and frequently they're younger than we are. That happens. So just engage in conversation and, and, and invite them to whatever you're doing, regardless. We, we had a neighborhood uh, kid stop by the other day in a Maz, in a Miata. So we invited him to go on a little ride with us. And uh, he's very interested in what we're doing. So it's, in, it's really engage everybody anytime you can uh, and involve them any way you can from that point forward. What about, uh, do you ever invite young folks to go on tours, on some of these tours, come and, and ride a week with us or five days or whatever? Uh, we, we ha- I, I'm not aware that we specifically invite them to come. We, we, they come with families. 
frequently. And, and um, then we, because we, we're generally cool having have an award for the youngest driver uh, to encourage that. But I think our road to our road ahead initiative will identify some of those programs and some of that effort uh, to make that happen. Like I said, we did locally, and I think we have some other chapters and regions that were that have involved uh, younger people that way to invite them along, encourage them to come um, uh, on tours, or even you know it doesn't have to be a full week. Any any time we're doing something, have them come along. Uh, so, but, but and, I, and again, the we, the the road ahead initiative will start to identify. Um, and then put legs on that to we, where we actually do it, uh, make it a program within our, our organization to invite younger people. And, uh, and some of that also involves how to make that affordable to younger families and, and that kind of thing. So we're working on that very actively. Yeah. Uh, do you, when you go on a tour, do you ever stop by a, a elementary school? And, and show your cars to the kids? Thank you. Um, I know that that has happened in elementary school, middle school, and high schools. Yeah. In fact, at the at the Glidden Tour uh, uh, last year, not the, because we didn't have it in 2020, 2019, right. North Carolina, we stopped at a high school. Forgive me for not remembering exactly what town it is, but I would say two things. That was a highlight for us because of the program that the, that the high school put on for us. Good, good. But they, but they also released their students to come out in the parking lot and just visit uh, with the car owners and talk about cars and things like that. It was a fantastic event, um, and I think it's a model for how we conduct tours in the future that we do plan those kinds of uh, venues and, and stops into what we're doing. It was it was absolutely a highlight for what we did. Ray, do you, on your tours, do you only take blue roads or will you get on the expressways as well sometimes? We avoid expressways. Ah, <laughs> bless you. Good. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That just takes all the fun out of it. It really does. Yeah, it, it does. And uh, I, I will say one thing. Steve was on the 2019 Glidden Tour, and I'm not That's sure. Where we, I'm not That's sure. Where we met. Yeah, what he drove because he's got a whole plethora of cars in the garage to drive. Um, going back to youth, also. Uh, it, it, it's and this happens to you, I'll bet a lot. You pull into a gas station to buy gas, and all of a sudden, there's two or three people walking around there looking at the car and asking questions too. And uh, that that to me is another way of uh, educating. We, uh, of course, in Atlanta, have the famous cars in caffeine and octane, I guess they call it, and there's a TV show on it. But that's grown so big that it's just not fun anymore but there is a small group that meets at a Panera Bread up uh, in a suburb north of Atlanta on the first Sunday of the month and we've got another group that reaches it that meets at a church in fact the Buick Pontiac Osmobile Club I think just held their national meet there 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of activity going on, but it's all gray hairs. I guess that's the only way to put it. And every once in a while, someone will bring their grandson. But uh, it, it's that's the way to go. Uh, we're going to take a break. Don't leave us, Ray. And uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. And because of the number of folks that listen to this show, and uh, a lot are veterans, as a matter of fact, uh... Colonel Rick White has asked me to make a special announcement uh, about the inductee ceremony scheduled for November the 7th in um, uh, Columbus, Georgia. And it is uh, this is the inductee ceremony for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And because of the uh, COVID-19, this has been postponed as soon as we have another date for the induction ceremony we will be sure and let you know and invite you to tune in to uh, a veteran's story david's pick always about veterans and always about the veterans that we love and all that have served at one time or the other so write it down on your calendar that november the 7th uh the induction ceremony um will be postponed and we'll let you know the future date. By the way, I want to remind everybody that the uh, Johns Creek Healing Wall is open for you to visit any time of day. It's in Newtown Park in Johns Creek, Georgia. So go by. That's the uh, 50% version of the wall, the Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. So with that being said, you're listening to America's Web Radio on... Uh, on this Saturday in the Classic Car Show, and we're going to get back to our guest and remind everybody this is part one of two parts. Next part will be next Saturday, same time, same station, and we'll be uh, sending Ray a cup of coffee because he's three hours ahead of us, or behind us, I mean, and we... Two hours. Two I'm hours. sorry. Anyway, well, that's bad enough as it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But you'll get you'll get that. We're, just for you, Ray, we are, are making it up by giving you an extra hour of sleep tomorrow. <laughs> I, man, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, <laughs> we, should make, we should make that kind of a national thing where we just change time from, you know, some, you know, maybe give us some extra time in the spring and take it away from us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ray, talking about youth, I understand that VMCCA has scholarships. Can you elaborate a little bit on your scholarship program for young students, please? Uh, yes, we have a, what, uh, a foundation that is, right now, it's, I would say is, is pretty well funded. Um, I think in two years ago, we had six recipients of scholarships, and last year we had nine. Um, the qualifications are really quite simple. You have to be your, it has to be a child or grandchild. It could actually be a member if we, if we had youthful members, which we do occasionally, because we have youth memberships. Um, of a member, and I think right uh, last year the member, the uh, scholarship award was $1,500. Uh, they do not have to be in a, in a program uh, that's related to automobiles. It's just to be helpful to them in their education. Uh, and hopefully the end result is that they continue to be uh, interested in automobiles through their lifetime, but appreciate uh, just to help uh, in their in their education. So it's uh, it's pretty well funded. We have a lot of uh, interesting ways to uh, raise funds for it. You know, Back at the Kronglin a year ago, we, I, when I say a year ago, I'm really talking about two years ago when you think about yes. yeah. our tour schedule, but um, the Kronglin in, um, in Texas, we had what we called, uh, we gave traffic citations for people who arrived early at, at a certain venue or <laughs> were late or had loud exhaust pipes or you know, <laughs> I love it anything and had the hood up or you know working on a car or something like that and then we had what, what our age group would probably remember as kangaroo court yes <laughs> yeah. well it was the absolutely most fun we had uh, uh, we had a judge and a kind of a moderator and if you had a, if you got a ticket you went to court and were fined uh, according to your, you know, what it might have been. So uh, the maximum fine was $100. Wow. We, we raised, this is amazing, because we raised about $2,000 in fines. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. And we had a member who, who I don't think would have, ever estimated we would raise $2,000 pledged to to match the the fines. That's wonderful. So at that event we raised about $4,000. Yeah. It was just it was just wonderful to see that. And and as I said, so we're pretty well funded that way. Uh, and if we continue to fund it at some level, uh, we'll have a scholarships available um you know, for forever, yeah. however long this open lasts. Wow, that that that's I love kangaroo courts. <laughs> All I can say is uh, that's what I had growing up. If you got caught speeding or doing something, our local judge was the kangaroo court. <laughs> there was no mercy. <laughs> well, 
there was no, absolutely no mercy in ours. I mean, you couldn't even really argue your case. You know, <laughs> yeah. You got an opportunity to talk about it a little bit, but there was no no possible way that any fine would ever you know, yeah. go away. You were going to pay it. I uh, you know. commend you on the loud pipes. You know, I, when, when you talked about that, uh, for some reason I had a flashback. Do you all remember the glass packs? Steel packs and glass packs. Yep. Yeah. And Smitty's. Cherry bombs. Yeah, cherry bombs and Smitty's mufflers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Bob Hedman headers. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you don't happen to have a dual-carb manifold on your 48 Ford, do you? Uh, no, I do not. I Good. have a four barrel. I have a four barrel. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, on a flathead? Yes, I do. Good heavens. How, <laughs> how many hammers did that take? <laughs> well, it, yeah, it took about $300 for the manifold, and then uh, I don't remember exactly what, you know, what the carburetor cost, but it, I, I and the issue with the issue with the cart with the actually with the flathead is not so much getting fuel into it, you know, it's getting the exhaust out of it. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, is, it, it, is it a holly? Um. Yes, it is a holly. It is a holly. What is it? A three ninety? Um. And don't tell me it's a seven hundred because it's not it, a seven hundred. No, I'm. <laughs> You know, you said 390, and I think it's a, I think it's 370, but it's something in that neighborhood. It's been on there 10 years at least. What's the gas mileage like? <laughs> you know what? The, the car still gets 20 miles a gallon. It does have plumbing overdrive. That helps. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, good heavens. And you said we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, well, the, the beautiful thing is... You don't have judging at your shows. You call them exhibitions, right? Yeah, we have a program called the uh, Golden Award of Excellence, uh, and we have done judging, but we have really, it hasn't been emphasized at all, really, uh, over the last five years or so. And I think the last time we had any judging at all was at a convertible tour in Wisconsin. We judged three cars. Prior to that, five cars, I think, two years prior to that at a Chrome Glidden tour in Oklahoma. So we don't emphasize it. They're appreciated. I can tell you the winners, you know, they want to have their cars judged. And when they're judged, they appreciate getting the awards. But we don't emphasize it much. We just enjoy the cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a nice thing. And uh that fact that you do that and you drive them uh, trailer queens to me are no fun and uh, Steve does not believe in in trailer queens either although he does have to trailer his 1909 Maxwell and 1910 Model T because it's just not sure. practical but uh, sure. Sure. He, he yeah, there's does. a reason excuse me yeah. there's ahead. a reason to, to trailer cars and and we all understand that. And at the Clinton tour, probably over 50% of the cars are trailered in. Uh, we have a program called I Drove My Car to the Tour. So if you drive your car 250 miles or more, you get a little award. You know, it's just a, it's an incentive in a way to drive your cars. When we first initiated the program, 
with a degree of difficulties. Uh, in other words, if you drove your 09 Maxwell and you drove it 75 miles, you would get an award. But if you drove your 55 Chevy that was repowered with a 350 and had a 700R, <laughs> well, 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 that's not that's not proper. <laughs> well, well, no. But if you drove it, you have to drive that guy 500 miles. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we kind of thought, no, 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 that's that's really more than anybody really wants to manage. So now if you drive 250 miles, you get a little award and, and recognition for it, and everybody applauds, and, and we have fun yeah. with it. Well, yeah, do you still get the award if you push it the last five miles? <laughs> I'm not sure we've had that happen, but we've had a lot of cars. We've had cars that, that, that certainly failed after a day or two of touring, and we understand that, too. Well, with ethanol gas today, it's just it's a challenge, especially in the heat. And, and if true. you do a tour in Texas or Oklahoma in the summer, I mean, that is a real challenge. And now you know how the horses felt. Yes. <laughs> um do you do anything with uh, the youth in a driving program? Uh, it, I mean, it, half of these kids can't drive a stick. No, 95% of them can't drive a stick. Some of them, I'm sure, don't understand drum brakes and the fact <laughs> that you've got to slow down uh, and take a longer distance to stop. And do you ever get into any of that technology or driving skill? In a meeting or on a tour? Uh, no, not really. But I can, I can. I'll give you a little quick little story. My neighbor right across the street just graduated from high school, so he's eighteen years old. Has an Audi A6 with a supercharger. <laughs> Say what? Good yeah, God! With a, supercharger, with a supercharger, and he's modified it. And he's reprogrammed it, so it's got more horsepower. But he comes over to my garage when my garage door is open. <laughs> and, and it's always interesting, again, to talk about, you know, fuel systems. You know, my, my Stromberg 97 on my 34 Ford and mechanical brakes. Yes. And how, how you have to be prepared to stop a car going 45 miles an hour with mechanical brakes is a little bit different than what he's experience yes and we've gone through you know we've gone through drives in in, in our cars uh but he would not have any clue how to drive a stick shift yeah right on the other hand our all of our family knows how our grandkids can drive stick shifts oh yeah my kids can too we're gonna have to take a break on that and uh we'll be right back with ray and talking about his magazine and his organization uh the club um we'll be right back McAllister's Auto Transport is a privately held company celebrating our 75th anniversary this November, specializing in enclosed-only transportation to the OEM, personal snowbird market, and our favorite market of all is the collector market. Give us a call at 800-748-3160, or you can reach us on the web at McAllister's.com, and that's M C C O L L. I-S-T-E-R-S dot com. Large enough to handle all of your transportation needs, small enough to provide you the old town, old school service that you come to expect when you're moving your baby. 
Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And I want to remind everybody that um, if you do need your car moved from point A to point B, McAllister's has all covered um, carriers, and they are fantastic. And call if you're if you're going to get a quote, call Steve Capra is his name at McAllister's, and. Uh, Tell him that David said to give him a call specifically, and uh, I think he's got a deal for you. If you're moving your car from uh, point C to point D, who knows what he'll do for you. But he'll do something for you, that's for sure. And they are great, and they take care of your car just like it was theirs. So anyway, give him a call, and uh, we appreciate it. We've got... Ray Maxfield on with us today, and um, you know I'm I'm sorry, Ray. It sounds like you're not having a whole lot of fun. Well, as I said, it's great to be be alive, but not so much about being awake. No, I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like my grandpappy used to say: at least the three of us. Our problem is we're just suffering from extreme maturity. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Oh my gosh! Oh, all right. So we were talking about your. I can't believe an eighteen-year-old with an A6 Audi, and he puts a supercharger on it. Yeah. Did he put wings on it too? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, no, th- I, that's not. He needs to. Yeah. Wow. Oh, if my kids ever showed up like that. There would have been hell to pay. Um, <laughs> let's go back and talk about <laughs> the Vintage Motor Car Club of America. Okay. Six tours a year, and there's how many chapters are out there? We have uh, 50 chapters. Wow. And uh, 15 regions. Holy smoke. All right, I did not realize the club was that extensive now it, you know it's interesting because again I, we talked just briefly about the declining membership and so in 1939 when I look at the at the membership roster like there was 50 members we had one member mostly they were in, uh, Ma- in Massachusetts and one member in Santa Monica California we have a California region, uh, but we don't have any active uh, chapters there. We know there are lots and lots of cars in California, so that's one of, that will become one of our efforts too to try to re-engage uh, cars in that area. Yeah, we're we're nationwide. I've had members in foreign countries, um, and we plan tours all you know all across the country. Yeah, that, that I'm. As I say, I'm I'm coming out of the uh, 
fog now. Uh, I had not realized how, how big it was. And well, of course, it still looks pretty foggy around. It does around <laughs> me. Yeah, it's always foggy. <laughs> but uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, do you, on your website, do you have the chapters and the regions listed? Yes, we do. Okay. What is the World Wide Web address of your website? <laughs> Well, you got the first part of it right. Okay. Worldwide Web. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> VMCCA dot org dot org. VMCCA dot org. That's it's easy. It's a brand brand new website. Uh, just went live October one. Okay. Um, and we're working on it. We're working really hard to you know try to get the some of the functionality that we want in there uh, to mirror some of the other websites that the first time that David and I talked he asked you know, about whether these other car enthusiast organizations whether they were competition to us well, I don't feel that way at all I think that we complement each other um, because our purposes are so similar um, and our website um, you know when I look at other websites for car enthusiasts um Ours, we need to get some functionality into ours that makes it more dynamic than it than it is, and that was our objective. So uh, we're working on that, and I think you'll, I think when you look at it, you'll 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 enjoy it. Ray, it's attractive and dynamic. Uh, you reminded me that uh, this show will be archived. Uh, Monday, and uh, it'll be on our website, and you can go to it and download the link to the show and put it on your website. And uh, by the way, people, we have quite an audience and quite a following in Australia and also in the UK. So, yeah, you were talking about international. Well, we we have covered some of your bases, uh, Australia particularly. They love the show, and we get comments from them. uh, one or two of their members uh, very frequently, and uh, if they happen to be listening today or download the program, uh, our, uh, we'll give a shout out to our friends in Australia. Yeah, interesting. Steve got some parts for the Maxwell from Australia. Really? Yeah, some huh. fittings and and stuff for his oil lines. Hmm. That, well, that was, I think, through. You know, one of the people that listen to the show. Oh, okay. Well, they uh, they they comment on our shows frequently. So, if uh, you're planning on sending, you know, through the magazine, sending me to Australia to represent you all, uh, just let me know when you want me to do it. Yeah, but it'd be a one way ticket. It'll be, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that famous prison over there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Australia started out as a prison colony. It did. Yes, it did. Yeah. Oh, my. And you lose your teeth there, as I remember the movie. Uh, What what, (laughs) what movie? Papillon? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Ray, going back to reality for a minute. Do oh, you, you mean David's not going to Australia? <laughs> no, I don't think... I think there'd be a lot of people falling in line to help you pay for the ticket. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a kangaroo court on the show next week. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, do you do any... Uh, you have a national meeting, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, and but you're not going to have it this year, I don't think, are you? 
2020 meeting was scheduled in Arizona in January, and that has been rescheduled for January in 2021 in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. Are are you forecasting that the pandemic will be over by 2021? Is that what you're saying? Or or 2022? (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) We hope. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's kind of back up into that meeting. Do you do technical seminars and presentations at your national meeting? We do not. And and throughout this program and the little interview that we're doing here, I wrote down a big word, programs. And um, I just, I think that might be another thing that we should look at. Yeah. Is, is um, and I said this at our annual meeting in 2020. We did have that, didn't we? Um, you know, it's three meetings. Right? You know, how much fun can that be? Right, and we we also do some tour. We'll go out and look at car collections, and like we, we were in Las Vegas last year, we went to Hoover Dam. Um, but um, program sounds like a really interesting idea, and an idea that might bring more people to the annual meeting. Well, um, and the reason why I brought this up is Steve left a copy of the bulb horn here. Mm-hmm. Or July, August 2020, and there's an article on a technical article on oil filters, and obviously the oil filters in the 40s and 30s, if there were, if well, I think they were probably options back then, but they certainly didn't do the filtration job that uh, oil filters do today. But I see that uh, Mike Johnston did a. Uh, an article on engine oil filters and uh, just that and I'll tell you Steve Ronaldo has a trailer seminar on trailering and you realize now that a lot of the folks that are trailering probably need to upgrade their trailers the tires tire pressure monitoring systems things like that and Steve does an excellent job of this because he's been there. And he's experienced all this. He's experienced the blowout and, you know, uh, tires uh, degrading. And he has a whole class in how not to back up a trailer. Yes. <laughs> and use mirrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, and uh, I have done a seminar on a, on a certain mark for uh, AACA and I've attended some of their seminars and they're incredible they're absolutely incredible so that that might be you know something because I'm sure you've got members like Mike Johnston that uh, are very technical and I'm just going to go back to to drum brakes whether they're Mm -hmm. hydraulic or mechanical there aren't many people that know how to do that now so Um, David says that I've got to cut it off. Well, we're we're about at the end of the line. Uh, Ray Maxfield, uh, president of Vintage Motor Car Club. Club. And uh, it's been our 
privilege to have you on. Yes. And uh, this is part one of a two-part series if uh, Ray can get up this early again next week. <laughs> Ray. And, and and be exposed to Steve Ronaldo. Oh, I don't, yeah. That may be asking too much. <laughs> that, is, that is. That's two requirements. And, you know, at my age, you know, to getting two things to happen in series or parallel is kind of difficult. <laughs> I get. I hear you. I experienced that this morning. Well, <laughs> not now, with you, but before I got here. Now you can go have your second cup of coffee. Yeah, or third or fourth. But yeah. Anyway, uh, and I, I was just thinking, I've never been asked to give a seminar on anything other than uh, the distinction of the men's and women's restrooms in a building. I bought the one with there. The, the one with the skirt and the one without the skirt. So, but other than that, I've. I've they're uh, now they're universal. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how to lock the door behind you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, remind me, and I'll tell you a little story about uh, giving directions to. <laughs> okay, Ray. Ray, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. Have a safe week. Hey, you too. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.